Let's go. All right, here we go. What body is this? Shit, no, that's what's happened. Oh, fuck oh. it. Oh. Welcome to Clem's... What? Wine Corner. Wine Corner. Yeah. We're on bottle six now. Is it Absolute bottle six steamer. already? Yeah, we're going on the right steam train right now. Fucking hell, you guys are alcoholics. Like, no word of a lie. And you're definitely not drinking the same wine all the way in Indianapolis, right? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Clem, but we're a bit short on the wine front over here in the United States of America. They, uh, they don't have the selection that you would be having in London right now, which I'm very disappointed by, as you can imagine. Yeah, well, to be honest, the, the one thing that we're quite short of here at Screaming Meals as well is, is it seems to be hair. Now, Speak for yourself. Yeah, because, uh, well, recently I've, I've had a few comments this, uh, this last week whilst I was on my, uh, my daily travels to, um, to Bahrain. And uh, I've been told quite a few times that my hairline is receding at, a, at an extremely fast rate of knots. Now, this seems to be sort of a screaming meals problem because well, you, obviously now that we've hired Callum Island. Can you the angle so I can have a wee look? Because I can only see James' yeah, actually, face yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, throw him sideways. Oh, mate. That thing is... It's bad, right? Mate, it's pulling reverse real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think it's as bad as you're making out, to be honest. Well, I don't know. It's just It, it just seems to be that um, as soon as you get hired by Screaming Mills... I mean, it was already a big issue for Callum Eilat before, um, before he even signed yeah, on. Yeah, so, so it started off... Armstrong was really bringing back our average hair per scalp. Um, you're now no longer... Uh, you Bring know, it. No, no, no longer actually upping, upping the, the average. average. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Callum joined. That shot things to hell. Um, and you're just sort of going grey. I'm going grey pretty quickly. I'm, I'm so far. I've, I've kept a hold of it, but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely look. It's an issue for for men, isn't it? It's mm. something that we face. Do you think it's? Do you Don't think it's my fault? Do you think it's the stress yes. that I impose on you boys to just carry the podcast? Well, I, yeah. I I allocate at least four of my greys to you. Right, okay, only four. That's actually Minimum. quite impressive. I've only got um, about seven. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put my receding hairline down to Pirelli tires. Yeah. Yep. Which I believe is a absolute no go on this podcast. We're not meant to speak about that, but I'm gonna blame it on just because uh, it's on Calabalot's hairline. <laughs> you see, uh, I need to really put my hair yeah. forward because uh, otherwise, it's just terrible. All the, all yeah, I think everyone's noticed that, mate. Yeah. All 95% of our female viewers would be horrified to see my hairline. Uh, yeah, actually, if, if, you wore, if you wore a sort of headband and you sort of looked back, you, you would look just like an egg. <laughs> That's actually not a bad description at all. An egg. Yeah. Marcus egg actually, I'll tell you what, though. The bloody... Um, I lot. I lot. We don't do racing chat here. No. We don't do racing chat here. But and we might even need to cut this bit. But I lot's uh, IndyCar picture on the broadcast. You know, and they sort of have the faces up next to the. It, it does have a bit of a whiff. Of- well, he's such a little diva because we we sat down to do our podcast last week, and he he basically made me sit on one side of the couch because. He has like a side where his hairline looks half okay, and I, you know, I, I gave this him, podcast's now I been fully him... derailed. By the way, <laughs> yeah, 
It's no longer a wine we, podcast. We, we've it's had, no had, a, a we've had podcast. four minutes of hair chat. Yeah. Wow. Have we got a sting for that? No, we just clapped at the fact that it's just gone horribly sideways. Um, anyway, so I looks like we're all losing it here. Uh, what wine are we drinking this week? So Paul? we're drinking uh, Etna Rosato. So it's a Mergo. So you've just popped across there uh, to the old wine shop. And you've pretty much asked the guy, how low can you go? Yeah, I basically, I, I bowled in there and I said, look, I want something cheap, nasty and under 20 pounds. So same criteria I have for hookers. And uh, this is what he gave me. Sensational. We're going to have to cut that bit. I have experience <laughs> with the location where that wine was uh, was formed. And look, Mount I've, been, I've been in better places. Um, I'm surprised they can even you know create wine where where that mountain is um but a funny story actually we almost killed a cyclist on mount edna i think i told you this james but i was doing some well, let's get into that let's just let the people know what the, what the wine actually is though it's uh clean take it away it's a it's a etna risata so it's a rosé um it's not much really information it's got 12.5 percent alcohol yeah, so um, pretty much down the middle down the middle it's a product of italy obviously yeah, mount edna being in Italy. Did you know that, Clem? Are you just finding that out now? No, I just found that out now. Actually, just reading the label, it's uh, written in Italian. Yeah. So I'm having a bit of a struggle at um, sort of getting some some information. A bit but, of um, Italiano, huh? Beautiful. Yes, a bit of Italiano. But Marcus, do you, want to ta- do you want to take us through this cyclist death story whilst yeah. we pour ourselves a glass of this bad boy and uh, have a bit of a taste? Well, uh, Jim, Bob, it was a it was a tough day for us. We were doing some filming for uh, a beautiful F8 Ferrari Spider through the mountains. We had a nice police escort where they they basically shut the roads up Mount Etna for me just to absolutely go flat out up these roads in a Ferrari. Uh, so it was pretty dangerous. And uh, there was a cyclist that appeared from nowhere who had just come down a mountain, and I was driving on one side of the road. And there was a van with a camera hanging out the back of it <sighs> on the other side of the road. And dadouche, mate. Dadouche. Like the oh, the cyclist actually got dadouched. Mate, dadouched fully. And uh, honestly, mate, I saw it coming. Him coming down the hill. And there was obviously the guy, the camera van, just going flat out alongside me. And like, because there was a police escort, so there should have been no one on that road. But, um, yeah. mate, I've never seen someone fly so far and jump up smiling. It was quite remarkable. <laughs> Clem, stop it with the fucking sting. <laughs> I've just gone da-douche, da-douche, da-douche on the old stingaroo there. <laughs> it was a massive Well, da-douche. anyways, uh, well, that's, um, what, what, what do you get from the wine there, James? Thanks for the story, by the way, Marcus. It's, um, riveting it's stuff. Well riveting stuff. Riveting stuff. Um, a bit of apple, actually. A bit of apple. It was quite a flat-tasting wine. Uh, not much soil in there, which I do like in a rosé. I like a bit of a soil taste to it. I get a bit of lemon zest. Lemon zest, yeah. A bit of lemon zest. Is it crispy? Is there it's a definitely bit of crisp? frisky. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crispy no, and frisky. It's actually a bit goes watery down and real yeah. well. Uh, 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 to be honest, I actually think I could just neck a bottle of this because it doesn't really taste of... Alcohol. It, it's it's like I tell you what it's like. It's like if you were to have a rose flavored seltzer, but it's not fizzy. 
It's piss poor. It's terrible. <laughs> um, it's, it's not good wine. No, I definitely would not recommend this yeah, one. Bear, bear in mind, uh, listeners, that I, I purchased this bottle for £20. Uh, 20 Yeah, yeah. Fuck, that's expensive for what it no, is. but from a bar. Oh, from a so bar, yeah. It's probably retailing at around about three and a half, four quid. Mm. Um, so terrible. I think this is probably the worst wine we've had on Clem's Wine Corner. I think this is probably the worst wine I've ever had. Say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's up there with some of the worst wine I've ever had. It almost it's like, like it's like pumpkin juice color as well. <laughs> it is definitely not a rosé, it's more of an orange. Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> it's the sort of wine oh, you'd you know, find like on a Ryanair flight, Jim. Yeah, or if if you if you drank half an Aperol spritz and then left it in the sun to sort of melt with the rest of the ice, this is what you would have left. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. That's, so that's just that's an Aperol spritz that... you'd find in America then. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, bingo. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I'm not jealous at all that I uh, am not there sipping along with you boys because that looks freaking terrible. It's not. It's, yeah. it's not nice a rose on the freaking. By the way, it's it's not a rosé, nor is it white, nor is it red. It's <laughs> something. It's just. That's all that you can really be said. Glorified for it. toilet water. Yep. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm taking another sip. Grippy. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't be taking another sip there, James. Now, we've obviously got to grade this wine. Now, this is our first rosé. Oh, should we call it orange? And um, it's fairly bricky. Vin l'orange. Vin l'orange. It's fairly bricky. And uh, yeah, pretty terrible. I think that's an insult to Brits, to be honest. <laughs> now, what are you going to go for there, there, James? It's a two all day. It's a two all day. Two all day. I, I want to leave some room between zero and two because like, there's no guarantee that this is going to be the worst wine we ever have for the future of the podcast. But I mean, it's it's one thing's for damn sure. It's the worst wine we've had today. Well, in my extensive career of drinking wine, which yeah, it goes back many a moon, goes back a long way. I haven't tasted something as bad as this, so I'm going to give it a, a zero point four two to be yeah, precise. That's fair. That's fair. It's fair. I think I think you're grading it a bit highly there, just because you're sort of. Oh, I just want I just want to leave some margin for more shit. Oh, for me, it's just as low as it can go. What about yourself, Marcus? Obviously, on the other side of the world, what are you grading this wine? Yeah, well, you won't get this reference, Clem, but um, I'm going to compare this wine to a scrumpy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, or a nitro. Yeah, 100%. Or, you know, you Ooh. know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, James. It's, yeah, I know oh yeah, I know about. what a nitro is. It's just a, do you, have you ever had scrumpy? Scrumpy, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they well, sell all our New Zealand breaking. listeners. All of our New Zealand listeners are going to be really quite offended because scrumpy is extremely popular, but uh, hasn't quite hasn't made its way to the uh, European clubbing scene just yet. But it's just a way of getting I've, drunk, I've, basically. Oh, I thought you were going scrumpet there. I thought that was a brekkie. Scrump- no, no, it's a crumpet. Scrumpet. No, 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 no. Scrumpy's very scrumpy's basically cider. Um, oh, right. I've not, I've literally not had scrumpy for a decade. Um, I was fifteen. I was around at my mate Sam Carpenter's house. Uh, we were playing some sort of drinking game, and I had a bottle of scrumpy that expired in two thousand and nine. Because uh, you just get whatever you can get your hands on in those days. You know, run around the back of your parents. Hope they don't notice. Nothing's I don't really think they changed. would have noticed the the you know twenty five year old bottle of scrumpy that went missing from the fridge. And, uh, yeah, I, I've never been more ill in my mm. entire life. 
I would beg cool. to differ, James. But I've seen you in some pretty horrific states over the years, <laughs> like quite consistently, to be honest. You have you have literally seen me at my best and my worst. I have but, seen you um, vomit. I've probably seen you vomit more than anyone on the planet. <laughs> more uh, so than my infant brother. No, Ethan Harrigan's seen me vomit more than anyone else in the world, I reckon. Yeah, Clem, Clem's pretty but, boring uh, after a couple of drinks, I must say. You know, he, he's all he's all. Oh, it's because I've got an extremely high tolerance. No, I disagree. I think you uh, you get to a point and you're like, uh, I'm too cool for this, and then you don't go da douche da douche da douche, and you just want. Yeah, but he's got to take photos with all of his fans. Like all these girls come up to that. You can barely squeeze in time for a drink if you're Clem Novak in the club. There's yeah. just oh mate, bang bang bang, photo like photo photo, photo woman 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 woman. You know, it's that's crazy. Da douche. It's because they all think it's um, fucking hey, Richard Hammond. Yeah, well, and Richard Branson. Just a yeah, bit of a crossover there. there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do you have some news <laughs> for us, Clemming? We've yes, got some news. We've, we've got, got a we've news. Got, have we got a sting for that? We've got a sting for that, James. News. News, news, news. What is this shit? <laughs> what a sting. What a sting by the boys, eh? Oh, we finally what got a, a budget state. going. That's all I'm saying. Uh, now, are you leading us off or, uh, or am I? No, I think you can go ahead there, mate. Okay, well, this is, uh, funnily enough, this is one that you've found. Um, now, I'll read you the title here, Marcus. Roman sex toy discovered after experts re-examined 2,000-year-old wooden phallus found near Hadrian's Wall. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's essentially a 2,000-year-old dilly. A 2,000-year-old what? Dilly. A dilly. Oh, not a dilly. Oh, Fuck. my dilly. Uh, pick a dilly. Uh, <laughs> so an archaeologist who analysed the phallus said it's nice to think Romans stationed near Hadrian's Wall were having fun. <laughs> it's not all dangerous barbarians or boredom while on patrol. Do you know what we- <laughs> I really oh, so wasn't you, expecting you this from me. you, James. I thought. You, I, I mean, look, any patrol, I'm sure, would be made slightly more interesting with a wooden cock up your ass. <laughs> so you're telling me? I thought this was just a story regarding, you know, don't you the fact try. that the Romans were highly sexual. Now oh. you're telling me that a guard was doing patrol with a dilly. Well, I don't know if they've done a DNA sample on it, but it's uh, it's certainly um, of this archaeologist impression. Archaeologist's impression. Want, I don't want to get too uh, too vivid here, but what size are we talking? Uh, <laughs> six incher. It's it's about ten centimeters from, but including a bit of a handle. It's about ten centimeters uh, in in shaft length. Let's put it that way. Um, I mean, I'll I'll show you the photo. Actually, I think we should put a photo up on the. On the old screaming meal story, to like, because I mean, you got to see this to believe yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but it, and it widens towards the base. So here you go, mate. All, all I'm going to say is, from a personal perspective, that is extremely beautiful craftsmanship. That can't, yeah, but that could be anything. That could be, I mean, no, nah, but if, to if be you f- look at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is detailed. Oh far out. Um, you know the most, yeah, that's, most of our uh, listeners are like thirteen years old. They're not gonna know what a dilly is, mate. 
Yeah, well, they do now. Uh, <laughs> Education. And uh, in, in, in other news, now, obviously, fellas, we've been highly aware of the fact that um, AI is becoming ever-present. Are we done, are we done on Dilly Chat, by the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, Dilly Chat okay. is done. Thank um, God. We, we've, been, we've been aware that, you know, AI is becoming ever more present in, in today's world with the, uh, the increase of usage in ChatGPT to try and uh, help you go essentially through uni and school. Um, now, there have been research into uh, ChatGPT, how it's actually working and everything, and they've basically realized that it's actually essentially the same as a pigeon's brain in the way the AI actually learns. Now, so similar it's to basically you, just an advanced pigeon. Yeah, it, no, you, 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 you haven't quite got to the end of my point there. Now, ChatGPT has actually managed to, to pass the medical review board. Okay. It's managed to pass an MBA exam, so it's, yeah, pretty smart, you would say. Mm. So my question is, could a pigeon get into Harvard? What, if it used ChatGPT or could it have flat out just no, a no, pigeon? No, 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 because it's clearly been said that a pigeon is as smart as ChatGPT. Well, to be, actually, to be fair, like something that's always puzzled me and really impressed me is carrier pigeons. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got no idea how that... How do they find their way? Well, how did the pigeons know where to go and how did humans? Well, that's humans our mailing system stupid. in New Zealand, isn't it, James? I mean, we don't well, actually, yeah, so, uh, we don't have the mail like you have here in the UK, Clem. We actually just have pigeons it's, that fly it's pigeons across and, the country. And pukekos. Yeah, pigeons are your next day delivery and your pukekos are your sort of five to ten working days. <laughs> it's a good system. I write it's, it. Oh, it's great. But, um, Wait, is it, but I, heard, I heard recently that they've introduced the seagull as the priority processing um, only actually, on beachfront towns, so only on the sort of upper North right. Island. They're, they're doing a trial on seagulls. Um, I think a lot of them islands. so far have ended up just yeah, they've ended up they, they've just shat on the on the letters there. But uh, hey, look, we'll give it some time. But I want to get swing back around to these pigeons because I, how how would a pigeon put pen to paper? That's the key issue about getting into Harvard. I think. Uh, you see, I think they're smart enough. Um, obviously, computers. They can just stand on the keys. Yeah, did right, actually. You yeah, know, I didn't think... Yeah, because they haven't got opposable thumbs, but, they, yeah, the keys... Or they could peck, even. They could, go to they the, could peck the yeah, keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, but they I'm could actually sure, uh, write exams. I'm pretty sure it's, um, it's mandatory for you to be able to type around 100 words per minute to get into Harvard, so... To my original question, are we just all as smart as pigeons? I don't think we are as smart as pigeons. Oh, you think pigeons are actually smarter than us? Well, if you if you dissect that article, right, so it's saying uh, pigeons are essentially as smart as AI. Yeah. AI is quite clearly smarter than humans. Yeah. Vis-a-vis. Pigeons, pigeons are, smarter are smarter than humans. humans. Bingo, you're there. Gotcha. Took me a while to get there. Yeah, I, know, I think like... a pigeon would have been a bit quicker on that. <laughs> pigeon would have been on the same one. Maybe I'm the pigeon. <laughs> and... Uh... Well, to finish off our news Please segment, um, Frisbee Dog drops deuce. <laughs> Frisbee Dog drops deuce on basketball court and crowd goes wild. And there we go, boys. Hang on. You had <laughs> screaming meals. Can you, can you just break that down for me? Yes. Well, I mean, so 
frisbee dog drops that's <laughs> what you said but frisbee dog <laughs> drops to use on basketball court. and crowd goes so what's a frisbee dog uh he was essentially in the act of um let, let's say he was the halftime oh, so, show yeah like an american's uh america's funniest home videos kind of dog thing yeah yeah exactly so you throw him the frisbee, he'll catch the frisbee and bring it back. And it's impressive and everyone yeah. goes, well, yeah. yeah. Hold up. Well. Hold up. So, so he dropped a dose midair or what's he done here? No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's no. worth paying he's, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, he's actually been smart with this because if you read further down, he was obviously supposed to entertain the crowd and he did pull off his show. Now, he did catch a couple of frizzies. You can't and then, say he didn't entertain the crowd, can you? He then proceeded to finish his act and drop an absolute deuce in the middle of the court. Yeah. No, but you, you got As go. Jason Hoyt would say, three perfect tubes. <laughs> Did he win the contest? That's my that's my follow up question. I don't think it was a contest. It was I don't more think just it was sort a of contest. half-time entertainment. Yeah. It's just a half-time show. Maybe if there's a red flag in Melbourne, I just run out onto the middle of the circuit. <laughs> And, and shit on the start finish line. How does this podcast don't always do this go podcast to toilet anymore? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I think this one's. Uh, I think we need a this toilet one's, uh, chat for the stain. books then. And yeah. uh, should we just end it on a on a on a on a big sting? Uh, yeah. Well. And uh, we'll thank the audience. Is that is that really good? <laughs> I'm a student. Everybody's come back to round of applause. I'm not sure if they've earned it. All we've talked about, really, is um, receding airlines. Can you turn that off? <laughs> it's receding airlines, poo, and pigeons. And that was bottle six for you. That's just Thanks for another listening. episode of Clem's Wine Corner. Thanks, mate.